everybody, welcome to Dumb and Awful. This is Brett at Relentless Board. And with me to talk about uh, some of the insanity of GameStop in the market this week are Jordan Yule and Luke Weeke. Hey, uh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, like you said, Jordan Yule. I host a podcast called uh, The Insurgents and host uh, a show on the Young Turks called Deep Dive. And yes, this is Luke Winky. I am a freelance journalist uh, uh, everywhere, really. Uh, you can see me at New York Times, <laughs> uh, Mel Magazine, Vice, Vox. We did a, we did a long uh, deep dive episode in Dumb and Awful about some of my Mel stories uh, about a year ago. Um, so you can go check that out if you if 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 you're if you're curious about more of my work, I and mean, you can follow me at uh, at Luke underscore Winky. Okay, so. <laughs> GameStop. GameStop in the stock market this week. Um, so I'm going to run through this chronologically, uh, just since it's been a week. It's been a fucking wild week. Um, and then we'll, 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 we'll do, after that, I'll, I'll give you some more speculation. We'll talk about like our takes and where we see various aspects of this going. And just like a lot of the more insane things that occurred uh, on the fringes of yeah. this and people reacting to it. Um, but the setup is... There is a subreddit called Wall Street Bets, and they are angry because they realize that hedge funds are trying to kill GameStop. And they're trying to go kill GameStop with a thing called shorts. People know that you can buy and sell stock, but you can also short a stock. A short is when you are basically gambling that the price is going to go down. And you do this by borrowing the stock from someone who owns it and then buying the stock on the market when your little short contract closes and returning it. Right. So at the end of it, you have to buy the stock. That's sort of an important bit mechanically here. But the, the short version is you're just betting the stock goes down. That's what you're trying to do. Uh, in the ideal sense of how the stock market works, what people who are very idealistic about this show will tell you is that shorting is good because it exposes corruption and or broken companies. For instance, Enron was a company that was shorted. And that's how a lot of people discovered some of the things that were wrong with Enron. Um, a lot of a lot of big investors who short actually pay for a ton of research to be done in a company so that they can find out if there's something wrong or something shady going on, and then they short. That's the ideal form. What happens way more frequently is they realize if they aggressively short a stock, and by they, I mean hedge funds and billionaires, if they aggressively short a stock, they can drive the stock price down and kill a company. You can kill good companies this way, or you can take companies that seem like they're on life support like GameStop and just shove it over the cliff, which is basically what's happening here. And most importantly, with shorts, there is no limit to the amount of money you can lose. I'm going to repeat that. There is no limit to the amount of money you can lose on a short. <laughs> if you buy a stock at $100, the amount of money you can lose on that is $100. If you short a stock and you put $100 into that short, you could lose $10,000 on that. That's bad. You don't want to do that. Yeah. So, uh, again, no fucking limit to the amount of money you can lose, which is part of why this is just wild in the first place <laughs> so uh this this subreddit notices that uh not only are the hedge funds trying to kill gamestop with shorts but they've gotten so aggressive about it they've actually done this thing where they've shorted more stock than actually exists so they've, they've overextended themselves wow. to the point where if someone or some ones were to force the stock price of gamestop up then that stock would be caught in a sort of positive feedback loop called a short squeeze which forces the price higher and higher and higher while ruining a bunch of the hedge funds, right? <laughs> Costing them just massive, massive losses. Right. So they, they combine the fact that they're angry at GameStop being killed, the just widespread hatred of hedge funds, fucking everybody's on board with that. Uh, and the awareness that they discovered an exploit, yeah. right? They discovered an exploit and they do what internet users do best. And they start abusing the fuck out of this exploit. That's the other thing, right? They, they notice that a, there's no limit to the amount of money they can lose. And B while, you know, hedge fund guys are finite to a certain extent when you're leveraging the internet, that is also kind of infinite. If you kind of leverage enough of the resources that exist, you know, among people on Reddit. That's right. Your reach is, your reach is broad enough now with internet organizing that you could actually feasibly do this sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. At least that's the thought, right? Like maybe we can do this. Maybe we can force the stock price up a little bit. And uh, so they, this actually started probably like two and a half weeks ago, um, but it was a slow build at first, right? They, the stock started at 20 and then it went to 40. And then last Friday, it sort of broke into the open for people who were kind of watching these things. And Friday the 22nd, they dragged the price up from $40 to $77. 
and, I never, and at that point, a lot of the business press starts saying, like, what is happening here? Uh, Vice starts running articles about, like, oh, there's this oddity occurring, right? That's, that's when I noticed it was last Friday. Because <laughs> I was like, something fucking weird is happening. Like, this is not normal at all. They spent all weekend rallying the troops, beating the war drums, right? Telling people not to sell. Like, they made a bunch of money. Don't sell. Just hold. Buy more if you can, right? And so that brings us to Monday. So Monday, not much actually happens with the price. It was, what, 70-something, 70 77 on Friday. Monday ended at about 72. So pretty flat all day. And you go like, oh, okay, well, they're not really succeeding. But this is in spite of the fact that at this point, every hedge fund is like, mm, we need to drive this price down like now. Mm-hmm. Like this is actually starting to be a concern. So the fact that they held on at all on Monday is impressive. And then an article drops Monday afternoon that says Melvin Capital... Uh, a boutique hedge fund, which side note, boutique is just a fancy professional class term for small. Uh, so a small hedge fund that was very loudly talking about shorting GameStop. So it was like well known amongst this crowd. They really hate these guys. They had to get a bailout, right? Mm-hmm. So they had to get a $2.75 billion bailout Monday afternoon from a few other bigger funds. <laughs> So blood's in the water, right? Like, that's what that means. They see that, like, yeah. uh, our idea of how this will go is actually occurring. Like, this theory is sort of proving The Redditors out. saw them bleed. And they're like, oh, shit, it is possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that uh, scene at the end of 300 where Leonidas throws a spear at fucking uh, the Persian guy and clips his cheek. And they're like, oh, my God. He's yeah, not the a god. They're, they're not a god. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Tuesday, at this point, it's become like viral on the internet, right? So now everyone on the internet is starting to get in. It skyrockets up to 145. So it basically doubles again the next day. Uh, and then like 4.04 p.m., so right after the market closes, fucking Elon Musk gets out on the on the Twitter machine and just tweets out GameStonk. Uh, the, the richest man in the world draws attention to this. And also maybe the most prominent Redditor in the world. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, he has zero fear of ever being accused of market manipulation because he openly did that and got off. So, exactly, like, who the yeah. fuck does he care anymore? And also, you know, Tesla's maybe the most overvalued company in the fucking universe. Oh, 100%. Which, yeah, that that's... I want to get into that at the end, too. Part of the reason <laughs> Musk is on this side is he hates short... He hates anybody who shorts. <laughs> Please don't short SpaceX. Yeah, because they're always coming after him for good reasons. <laughs> Uh, so now it's in public consciousness. So Wednesday is like the fucking bananas day where it, it, it got up to $345 at close, <laughs> so right? It, it more than doubled again, right? And Wednesday was like what I, I would say is like the full tulip mania day, mm-hmm. right? It's completely broken into the public consciousness. Now it's being covered by everybody. There's every regular person I know is like, how do I trade stocks? I yeah. want to buy this stock. And yep. you're just, uh, every media source is covering it. There's a lot of crying uh, Wall Street types, very upset, claiming market manipulation mm-hmm. by internet users that this is all just evil. And, you know, right. they're very upset about all these things. Then we get to Thursday and the rules change. Mm-hmm. Wednesday night into Thursday, Robinhood, which is the main platform most people are on for stock trading uh, because they've been, it's a tech startup. They've been pitching themselves for a long time as like, we're going to democratize finance. Uh, and the big thing is, if you're a regular person in trade, usually you have to pay to play. Like, they charge you a fee to trade right, stocks. Right. Robinhood was one of the first places that did not do that. So they have a pretty big user base. And most of the Reddit crowd is on Robinhood specifically. That was, like, the recommended platform for all this. Mm-hmm. So Wednesday night and Thursday, they say, hey, we're going to start limiting certain types of options. And people are like, hmm, this seems sketchy. Uh, and then Thursday morning... Uh, market opens, the stock price surged and started going straight vertical. Uh, <laughs> and right before it hit $500 a share, which is a fucking insane quantity for GameStop, yep. right? Like that's that's valued over uh, like a, a like, company that like has been in really obvious and clear decline for the past like yes. two years. Like they are going to go the way of Blockbuster unless the Redditors, you know, bail them out. Like that, that is they're in dire straits. Yeah. Yeah, uh, go into our game spot now it's all just like pop dolls and like magic cards and shit because they realize no one's buying physical games anymore they, they're they're really having a hard time even outside of the normal uh like retail sector struggling is they're getting screwed because xbox and playstation have moved almost everything to digital yeah. and that just you can buy yeah. a ps5 that doesn't have a disc drive like they're they're fucked yeah exactly but so it hits, oh, it's about to hit $500 a share. And that's the point at which basically uh, half the main brokerages in the country pull the plug. 
So Robinhood and TD Ameritrade, who are two of the bigger platforms for regular people to trade, basically make it so that you, as a regular person, are not allowed to buy GameStop. <laughs> Right, like you're not allowed to buy it, or AMC, which is another one that, yeah. like, they said, hey, with similar short position, right? Can't buy it. You can sell. You could still sell because that benefits the powers that be, mm-hmm. right? But you can't buy. Most of the Reddit crowd believes this is uh, the powers that be, the hedge funds, basically swinging in and stopping things and doing market manipulation. Regardless, it's it's so blatant that at this point, AOC and Ted Cruz swing in to say like, what the fuck is going on, right? Like. The, the whole political class is now. It, it, it became. We, we were talking about this, Brett. It became one of those issues that you just cannot. Well, maybe unless you're Elizabeth Warren, but like you just can't. It's you, there's no ground to be against. Uh, to, to, to like to support a platform being. Oh, you can't trade the stock anymore, but you can sell it. It, 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 it was completely politically toxic. It was one of the few times you saw like barstool sports and, you know, <laughs> yeah. like AOC, like on the same page. It was an incredible, incredible moment. Yeah. A, a bizarre moment in history there. And so at this point, uh, every regular person is begging for blood. Anybody who's trying to buy and then got shut out because it, it just seems like they're cheating, right? Mm-hmm. It, it feels like they unplugged your controller essentially. And uh, so people people are figuring out which subcommittees oversee this stuff on the House. They're bombarding it with calls. There's a class action lawsuit against Robinhood taking place now. Google removed all the one-star reviews off the Robinhood <laughs> app, off the store. Apple did the same thing. Uh-huh. And, and then Thursday evening, uh, the CEO of Robinhood is like doing a bunch, uh, basically a press tour. Yeah. And he, he, he can't even manage to not get grilled by fucking Chris Cuomo. Is like that dude like 19, by the way? Like I was amazed <laughs> when I saw him. Uh, he might be every every fucking tech firm at this point feels like it, it's intentionally. <laughs> it really is, yeah. They're all run by Zennials. Pretty much, they actually that evening, uh, Thursday evening, Robinhood had to get a one billion dollar cash infusion from their existing investors. <laughs> Not a great sign that things are going well. And the and the issue they're having is that people are using their product. Like the issue Too they much. need a billion dollars is because <laughs> a bunch of people started trading on robin hood like i don't like it's such a weird reason to need like this isn't isn't that the whole point i it's it's just so bizarre yeah they were saying essentially the volume was too high and they couldn't keep up with it that is that is their stated reasoning for all of this stuff mm-hmm. it's, it's too volatile uh things are moving around too much but as a result of all this like pretty blatant fuckery uh the stock dropped from 345 on yeah. wednesday to 197 thursday night still pretty right? fucking high though so pretty high. Again, it started at 20 two weeks ago. Yeah. It's a 197. <laughs> uh, so that brings us today, Friday, uh, overnight, Thursday to Friday. Robinhood yeah. says, like, actually, you can start buying again. It's okay. But then today, every time the price started spiking, Robinhood would limit the number of shares you're allowed to own. So first, they were like, you can only own or buy three to four shares of GameStop. Mm-hmm. And they said, you can only buy two. Then they said, you can only buy one. Right. So essentially the same thing that they were doing on Thursday, just a little less aggressive about it. Still limiting what you're allowed to buy, still limiting the orders you're allowed to put in. And in spite of all that, uh, the price still closed at 325. Yeah. Sitting at 325 at this exact moment. God yes. damn. So that, that's where we're at. It was a great intro. A lot of background. Uh, I feel I feel informed. Yeah. So well done. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of moving parts, uh, but you handled it well. Thank you. For sure. Yeah, of course. I, I do literally have an MBA, so it's nice to get to use it. <laughs> you know, you know what I was thinking right before we jumped on is like, like Reddit has such a amazing, like, kind of like the whole internet does, but Reddit specifically has such an amazing history of like trying to like do big things and like falling on their face or coming up with something so facile and like not important that it's like hilarious. Like I'm thinking of uh, when they incorrectly identified the Boston bombers, which is maybe the the most iconic moment. Oh yeah. Um, or like I think of like anonymous in like the late two thousands, like oh we're gonna own Scientology by faxing them black pieces of paper so they run out of ink on their printers. Like that would actually, yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna topple them. This is like the first time I can think of like Reddit actually causing like you know kind of a a, a global shakedown in, in in a real way of like getting on CNBC <laughs> and having them being forced to pay attention to Reddit, having guys go on CNBC and call reddit the dark wet which i believe happened today and uh, it's, it's a pretty <laughs> incredible fucking like moment for them I, I'm, I'm i'm proud to be a redditor for the first time in my life there's a there there are a a, a ton of really funny takes it's like you know this was like the big story of the week and everyone wanted to weigh in you could tell that 
everyone weighing in had a deficiency somewhere that they overcompensated for. <laughs> yeah. And there was a, uh, a, a reporter, a columnist for CNN that tried to do a column uh, comparing it to the attacks on the Capitol. And in the lead, <laughs> talked about most people haven't heard of GameStop before today. Mm, Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? This guy, like, <laughs> 5,000 brick and mortar stores around the country. They were in like every mall and every shopping plaza. What also, are you like, talking even about? if you don't play fucking video games, if you're like a dad or a mom, you probably know what fucking GameStop is. Like, what are you talking right. about? Right, right. <laughs> oh, it was incredible. That, the, the, the takes uh, from... The column from Chris Eliza comparing it to oh uh, Trumpism, the guy who said this was a result <laughs> yeah. of uh, incels and not having enough sex. Right. I mean, most people miss the mark uh, in general, but those are some of the ones that really, really stood out to me. Yeah. The incel one is one of my favorite ones as well. Uh, the like, this is what happens when young men don't have sex. Yeah, that was uh, the most <laughs> nuclear of all the things uh, uh, I saw. There has been a strong attempt uh, on basically every side here to try to brand this as a a particular political ideology and because it's on reddit and they have like a tongue-in-cheek thing where uh like on their subreddit it says like if if 4chan found a bloomberg terminal right <laughs> yeah and so everybody's like oh so they're white nationalists now i know what bucket oh, yeah. they're in so i know uh, where yeah. i stand on it yeah yeah i mean I, I like on a board like I, i'm kind of curious to get your guys' take like how I, i've definitely seen some you know screenshot stuff from wall street bets of like people either like subconsciously or consciously like articulating some sort of class struggle with this stuff, but also at the same time, it, you know, there's, there's definitely just like a meme element to this. Like how, how, how much like actualized intentional politics do you think has gone into this week when you, when you, when you consider the people that have kind of bought up the stock? I think like a third of it's meme stuff. People yeah. obviously like money is going to drive you. But I think like, honestly, the two main factors here is one desperation. People have no fucking money at sure, all right yeah. now. Like this is an incredibly desperate time. That's actually kind of reflected within the subreddit for all that they get painted these various ways. One of the common things is like, we are broke and we just want to buy chicken tenders, like the chicken tendies, right? Like yeah. there's, there's like, we are losers. Yeah. That's what we are in this system. There, and this is just our chance to claw a little money out of it. Like that's a very strong undercurrent under all of us. And then the other thing I think is like, it doesn't get big, uh, this big, especially with regular people, if people don't really like the story of fuck hedge funds. Right, sure. Right? Like, there's absolutely, to me, a populist anger element to Oh, this. no question. I don't think it's a particular ideology, but I think it's very much a, like, people do remember 2008. People yeah. do remember all the times the banks fuck you and then just get bailed out. Like, mm -hmm. everybody is very well aware that these are the people who are, like, objectively, as a regular person, these people are opposed to you getting anything good ever. Yeah. Right. And and I think that is I think that is one of the main motivators for a lot of people. It's a combination of that just general like it'd be nice to get any money out of this. And a lot of the people even on the subreddit, even the people who are like whatever political ideology ascribed to them, a lot of them are going like, man, if I cash out, I'll be able to pay for medical bills for my mom mm -hmm. or I'll be able to pay my student loans. And it's like that's a very grim there's they're talking about like I might have just gotten thirty thousand dollars like a or fifty thousand dollars in a lump sum. That's an obscene sum of money. And they're talking about basically like, what if I could claw myself back to being middle class in the fifties with right, this? That's right. that's what I'm gonna do with that money. Yeah, it's like that's that that's not to me. That's like, oh, okay. It's, it's definitely some of the class struggle element. I 100% think is there. I think it probably got articulated more as time went on too, right? When they like shut down Robin Hood, it's like, well, fuck these guys even more. You know, I mean, that yes. probably let it spike up a little bit. Yeah, that's the thing uh, for me. But to, but to go to the the your your question earlier, I think it's. It's not like very clear, and that's okay. And people are just trying to project their own analysis and project their own worldview onto this situation. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people are pointing to like BlackRock and other uh, investment firms and financial entities and their presence in this equation as like some trump card or or a way to disprove any of like the scenarios or anecdotes that that like that that show people having uh some sort of hope come out right. of this that they might be able to make a, a couple bucks um and both can be true like blackrock <laughs> is everywhere that's the problem that's why mm -hmm. people are frustrated yes but their presence in this equation doesn't negate all of the other things i think it's what people are missing mm -hmm. um like it's like they're going to be there that's just the way wall street is like they're these are behemoths and that's the problem but 
sticking it to this single hedge fund, while it might also benefit that company because they invested in, again, one of the largest entertainment retailers for one of the biggest booming sectors over the past decade. Like it, that's not a surprise. It shouldn't surprise anybody. And the stock ticked up to like $300 and people were reading, like projecting their view onto that price. But some of these people have been in this for, you know, a week or two when it was much cheaper. Uh, I had a couple of buddies who, who got in for when there was like 10, 20 bucks a share. Holy shit. So, so like if you were on Reddit and you were like on this forum and heard about it, like, okay, yeah, th- there is a, there is a realistic way where you might be working some shitty crummy job, mm-hmm. throw some money at it. And now you're making, you're cashing out with like, you know, a couple grand. That's, that's helpful in a time like this. So I think mm-hmm. both can be true, and it's like okay, that doesn't perfectly fit into your worldview and your politics. Like that's all right. Um, on the other thing, it's like shutting down Robinhood. Like my takeaway and my my whole my read on this whole thing is this is a a perfect example of how capitalist interest, the financial sector, Wall Street, and the political class will work together to stifle any sort of attempt to shift power. Any sort of paradigm shift is immediately blocked. Mm-hmm. And people recognize they could fuck over hedge funds this way. So immediately everyone kicked it into high gear to stop that from happening. Yeah. Not out of loyalty or fealty to this this hedge fund, but just because they know that if people came out of this successful, that it would continue happening. Yeah. And shorts are notoriously risky. And criticisms of shorts as it relates to uh, – investment vehicles for retirement funds, 401ks, all this kind of stuff. This has been talked about before, but now it's resurfacing and they don't want to talk about it. So they want Mm -hmm. to shift this blame onto market manipulation uh, for Reddit. And we're seeing that out of uh, Warren now, but it's just a complete misread of the entire situation. No, the problem is (laughs) big tech and Wall Street working together to shut down any criticism by deleting reviews, by blocking or, or limiting trades at a critical time when their short position was about to close to artificially mm-hmm. reduce the price when they had to buy it back. All of these different types of things as the Biden administration just threw their hands up, uh, pointed to the notor- <laughs> notoriously passive SEC. Oh, we'll just, we'll follow their lead on this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, there goes all that equal playing field rhetoric from, from the election. Yeah. Vanishes instantly when you get there. I, 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 I for me, like also like, uh, like I, I've like I have never really dabbled in like any sort of trading. I don't know if you guys have. Um, like I'm, I'm I'm definitely not an expert in this stuff. But like I, I do feel like if you if you're coming in fresh here, or maybe you kind of caught wind of this story as someone that doesn't really follow the markets or isn't like a Wall Street bets reader, um, there is something kind of like comically illuminating of just how fake all this stuff is when you can just on basically a whim and a meme and some sort of like good natured, uh, you know, like fondness for GameStop can just juice that price to like $400 overnight. If there is the will to, it just kind of shows you just how elusive and non-material a lot of, uh, a a lot of the market is in in that sense. You know, I get that. That was kind of my takeaway. It's just like, you know, it it, it turns out if a bunch of people just want to buy GameStop stock, all of a sudden it can be like, we, we just we, we, we can just swell that company with money and wipe away all this debt and uh, just completely change the narrative around it. And uh, that's probably instructional in terms of uh, just how, um, how much all this stuff is fake, I guess. Oh, yeah. I think fundamentally it's sort of, uh, it, it takes the concept of efficient markets, which has been fucking laughable forever, and just make sure that every single person knows how bullshit it is. Right. Mm. And then the fact that they swung in to shut things down also breaks the whole concept of like this not being rigged. Right. Right. Yeah. Like that's that's been that's been sort of like a, a low level populist take forever that the stock market is rigged. Sure. Well, they're basically proving that out. If you ever heard that from your grandpa growing mm-hmm. up, like it's like, oh, there it is. Yeah. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> it's rigged. And it's like I I have I had family members and friends who have nothing to do with this. Uh, we're not invested. Didn't even know this really was around because right. they weren't paying attention. Be like, I literally couldn't log into my account to check my 401k. Right. 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 Like I just got locked out. Like, why did I get <laughs> locked out? And, and then I would send them an article and they go like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, so we just get screwed. Yes. That's, that's essentially the message here is regular people will get screwed. If you try to rebalance the scales and, 
in what is basically like the smallest possible way. I know. Like this does not, this is not going to like change the face of the game. It is a tiny, tiny win in the scheme of things, which pretty much everyone recognizes. A very few people think this is like, this is the end all be all, but they can't, you can't have that. You can't have even just this tiny win. Yeah. That's something I've been thinking about a lot. It's people are trying to, I guess, dunk on uh, folks on the left who even like, are paying attention or care about this, but in like, just kind of doing denigrating uh, subtweets about like how it's not like leftist or, or this or that, or how it's not actually going to, you know, just general, general mocking tone. But I don't know. I don't want to, we have to rely on this system for retirement as, as shitty as it is. I wouldn't sure. prefer we had a robust social security system that wasn't uh, constantly under threat of, of cuts uh, through regressive uh, policy but this is the system we currently have. I would like to have a conversation around uh, fairness and equity in how this how this works. Um, and using this as a, as a catalyst, I think, is an interesting vehicle because there seems to be bipartisan opposition to what's going on. Uh, as fintech gets more popular and, and more accessible and these types of things continue to prol- proliferate, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want I don't want to see people get completely ripped off. Um, if you want to make your money that way or try to make money that way, sure. That's not what I want to do. Um, but I don't think like you should be stopped. I don't think you should be ripped off by a giant, like multi-billion hedge fund and the system (laughs) should not work in their favor because the problem is they willingly subjected themselves to this risk. Short positions are notoriously, are, are notoriously risky. And when people lost their homes in 2008, the bur- the burden was on them. It was oh, you should have known, you should have mm-hmm. understood the risk when you took out that uh, took out that mortgage. Uh, it's not our fault. Like we're so sorry. There's nothing we can do. As they shoveled money to the banks, but the banks knew what they were doing. They oversold borrowers. Realtors over oversold them. They rubber stamped applications that never should have been approved. And then this and this is what caused the problem. When they bundled all of those toxic assets together into mortgage-backed securities and CDOs, and then the ratings agency, knowing they were they were absolute garbage, gave them like AAA ratings. And then mm-hmm. those investment vehicles were sold to public pensions. So it was the system constructed by the banks on complete fucking bullshit. And that's where it went wrong. But then the banks turned around after they got bailouts and said, well, it's the borrower's fault. No, it isn't. So when it's their fault, when they lose their homes or they're underwater because of your greediness, how is it not this hedge fund's fault for taking a deliberately a notoriously risky short position? That's what really bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. I was say it's, it's obscene. Like this is, I got into uh, finance stuff because of 08, because yep. of how horrific it was and how like I just got completely and utterly screwed by it. That's when I started paying attention to this stuff and like reading up on it. I ended up getting an MBA mostly to just be aware of the next time the banks fuck me and hopefully not be poor. Sure. Right. Like that was the, my entire goal here. Right. Not successful on the not be poor part, but like I at least like am aware of what's happening now and can pay attention to it. Yeah. And like, at least I know when I'm getting fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, genuinely that does matter to me. Of course. Uh, I, I want to know what's happening. It's nice to know like exactly what moves are occurring totally. here and know that, and know that the exact same people, the exact same people got bailed out last time are, are being defended this time. They have gotten themselves in basically the exact same position where they took risky bets, just like they did with the fucking CDOs and the mortgage mortgage backed securities. They took risky bets. Yeah. They overextended themselves. And then when it blew up in their face, they turned around and demanded the government protect them. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and, and they did. I mean, like uh, it really kind of reveals like just how much, a company like Robinhood just assumes that everyone on their app is a total fucking sucker who can be easily taken advantage of that. They never saw this company coming, right? Like, Oh, we're going to have all these like small independent investors have no idea what they're going to do. And they throw their money around. Great. We're going to sell their data. These hedge funds. Um, they, they just clearly had no idea of like, Oh, what if like a bunch of them kind of banded together and started coordinating to like juice a stock. Like what, what happens then they just had, they, they, they never kind of accounted for that possibility, which is pretty funny. Yeah. There is like the other side of the equation to uh, them clearly manipulating things in their favor at all times and always 
The other side of that is they very clearly think all of us are fucking idiots. I know, exactly. They're like, every last one of us is a mark, and we are there to take money away from. Right. Like, Jordan mentioned pension funds. Pension funds are, like, some of the biggest pools of money uh, on the stock market, and everyone sees them as things to be manipulated and robbed, right? Like, hedge funds largely see them as, like, giant marks, right, that they can just take advantage of and, and juice their own personal performance out of it. But like they clearly see every regular person, they call us retail investors, if you <laughs> keep seeing that term, they clearly see every regular person as the dumbest fucker around and they can take all your money. <laughs> they had, they, had, they they'd never accounted people actually, you know, A, using leverage or B, actually making money using <laughs> using what they could do with the, with a little bit of foresight. There's an irony to like Robin Hood's whole pitch is democratizing finance, right? Yeah. That is actually what's happened. The the knowledge that they've hid behind forever, because uh, Wall Street operates sort of the same way the law, uh, or the same way uh, the legal sector does, where it's not that it's super complicated. It's that they intentionally obfuscate everything so that they can fucking take advantage of you, right? right? Like the, the whole thing, the trend over the last 20 years is them hiring more and more high-level mathematicians so they can just obfuscate shit further mm. and make more exotic investment vehicles that no regular person could understand. Right. And it has nothing to do with it being like all that difficult. It's just intentionally obfuscating things. Right. But now we've gotten to the point, thanks to the internet and people having one, plenty of time on their hands because it's a fucking pandemic and they're trapped mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. And two, a lot of people have gotten educations that have gotten them nowhere like the knowledge is out there. Yeah. People are aware of how the market works and can use the same manipulation tactics to their advantage. What they just lack is capital, which is why you organize. Yeah. It turns out buying stocks is really easy. I learned that this week. You know, <laughs> I just got my Robin Hood and apparently I had like 40 bucks left in it and I got my two and a half shares of AMC stock in a couple seconds. And then me and my girl actually also did the same with a couple of them and just kind of sat in our fucking living room watching the, the numbers go up and down. I was like, and this hey, this actually isn't that hard to get. I I like, oh, I I I I've made money on this stock now. I haven't made money on this stock. If, I I don't know. Like, I, yeah, anyone that like, you know, I I the whole like uh, the like, oh well, this doesn't matter. This is not going to like change the world. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, of course, and also be like, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, but like, I do think there is like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think it's more of like a sign of things to come if uh, this style of investing continues to propagate and these kind of platforms continue to exist and, you know, if they do this without trying to seal off this kind of action, that what happened with GameSpot is actually kind of replicable kind of across the board going forward, right? I'm not talking on my ass here, like, right? Like this sort of, this sort of action, this sort of coordination, it it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a totally one-off thing, right? My fear is so I I I think they I would love it because I would love to see hedge funds get fucked. <laughs> I think Amen. what people the the default position I think a lot of liberals are going to take is because people's investments and retirements are so often in hedge funds, there's going to be an emotional right, response sure. like yeah. block it that way and and basically get mad at Reddit because while we all know that this happens in the financial district in New York. Uh, we all know this happens, but it happens, you know, in, you know, hushed tones, blowing lines in a bathroom at a club, like that kind of shit. (laughs) They do it. They all do it. We know they do it. This has a paper trail. So it's going to be very easy for the political and financial elite to point to this and be like, we can't have this. You're going to, they're going to, they're going to go, they're going to handpick somebody, a tragic tale of somebody who loses their retirement and they're just on the cusp of retirement. Mm. That is going – I sympathize and that is sad. The answer is having a robust social security program to catch them, a robust universal basic income, populist progressive policies that can catch people, a safety net that can catch people, (laughs) not relying on something that could be this easily manipulated. Yeah, the issue is you put my retirement in a – highly volatile fucking fucking (laughs) short that's the issue that's not my that's not my problem that's your problem the issue is you made me invest my retirement in a fucking casino right yes that's the problem here (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean don't i mean the idea of going into a casino and putting my retirement all on black is kind of gangster and you know you could talk me into it but I, i generally i don't think that's a great idea
it's such a bad idea on the liberal side to do this because I feel like they're going to try to replicate the thing they did with healthcare, where they go like, actually, people like their doctor, mm. right? And that's why we can't go against healthcare companies. And that already was not like a particular popular uh, uh, stance to take because basically no one fucking loves their health insurance, right? Oh, uh, no one, no one. Oh, God, my let me reemphasize: no one likes a hedge fund. Mm -hmm. There is no excuse politically under the sun in which you should ever. Even I'm looking at you, fucking Elizabeth Warren. Ever yeah, align yourself with a hedge fund, even even in an obtuse sense? Yeah. Don't do it. They are like easily the most detested things on the planet for good reason. They they actively run countries under right. <laughs> like they tried to take Argentina under. Argentina defaulted, and then one of them chased Argentina for forty fucking years, trying to repo a boat from Argentina in another port. Like just insane shit. Puerto Rico uh, having all these debt problems. That's the hedge funds again, mm -hmm. right? A lot of the stuff with Greece, hedge funds again. Like they are predators that exist to destroy massive institutions and drain your bank account in the process if they can. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, it's, God, I hope they aren't foolish enough to try to in any way, shape or form move that direction. It's such a bad idea. Yeah. I don't, I, I feel like uh, that the public opinion, I mean, maybe after a really long protracted, PR campaign to kind of change the way the public kind of feels about this whole incident in the current moment. I, I just don't, I don't see many people falling for the, like, but won't you think of the hedge funds line of argument right now? I, if they, if that, if that is the public facing stance of, uh, uh, of Washington, I just don't, I, I just don't think that's going to work at least in the short term. Even if you go the retirement direction, cause most of the people doing this are, uh, under 45. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or at least like that's, that's the sort of like the bleeding edge of this. Mm -hmm. None of us have retired. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's another good point. It's a, it's a difficult thing to connect with. And, uh, I, uh, the other part I was going to say is like, I do think for the, the left, not, not liberals, but the leftists, it's a moment of class consciousness. That's what this is. It's a, it's a sudden awareness that I am a person who fails in this system mm. not because i'm good or bad but because i am in the wrong group and this other group will always win and even when it looks like we're gonna win they will stack the deck against us right so like it's a it's a sudden uh i, I see it as like a surge in populist anger and a sudden awareness of class consciousness which i think is basically all you need if you are if you call yourself a leftist to go like maybe i should bare minimum tacitly be on board with this and just keep quiet or actively be on board with it and try to direct people to say like, hey, you know what's cool? This is what happens if you organize uh, online against a hedge fund. I wonder what would happen if a bunch of us organized rent strikes at the same time mm -hmm. or a bunch of us organized labor strikes at the same time, right? Like there are, there are other expressions of class solidarity we could have in this moment that would also have outsized effects if you got enough people together, right? Like sure. it's, to me, the take is not like it's all stocks, therefore it's fucking evil or like, some of the people on the sub forum seem like they're right wing. It's like, yeah, I'm sure they are because it's fucking everyone. <laughs> there's a, there's, there's evil stocks. And then there's buying up fucking GameStop stocks. The most moribund, <laughs> like on death's door, fucking IV drip company in America. Like how, how evil can that be? You know, like, like oh, my, my I, heart was fucking warmed when I saw that AMC, like wiped away a, a bunch of fucking debt because of all these stocks. Yeah. Like it made me feel good. Yeah, that's the uh, the the one really good story out of this is AMC was on the brink of bankruptcy yeah. more because of COVID than any underlying issues, and because yeah. your stock price for your company determines your access to capital and your ability to get loans and all this other stuff. AMC being like included with the meme stock thing means they just they they're alive now. They're not gonna die. They just got a new loan. Like they're good. Yeah, they will survive through COVID, and then they'll be uh, open theaters and again. They, like yeah. this literally just saved AMC. Like you said like they were on death's door out of no fault of their own. They happened to be in the fucking movie theater business during a pandemic when there was no real substantive support for company yeah. in their position. And, That's what it is. And unlike airlines, who got the bailout, they didn't get shit. They got nothing. They got goose egg. So the the people did save AMC. <laughs> they really did. You know, maybe HBO will still kill them eventually, but for now, for now, they live. I, I, what do you think it is about, like, why was it GameStop? Like, what, what do you think it is? What, what, what is our connection? Is it just the, is it just like the power of the, power of the players meme of just remembering going into GameStop and, and 
buying your fucking seventeen dollar used copy of Madden twelve and and go? What, what, what is? What, why do you think it was GameStop? Well, I thought it was funny that it was GameStop because people hate it. I know that's, uh, the thing. that's yeah. like you're, you're like kind of salvaging this company, and I'm, it's not really a long term uh, save. But this is a, a company that ripped people off. Oh yeah, for years. That's what made it so funny. I, I mean, it's, I think it just boils down to this is an opportunity to make some money because of the short position mm-hmm. uh, and fuck over a hedge fund. I, th- I I ultimately think it was just it was catharsis. Like as Brett laid out, like everyone fucking hates these 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 firms and these they represent for so many people. Uh, especially people who are active on Reddit, one of the players or or a, a, an entity or or Wall Street in general mm-hmm. that fucked us all over in 08. Yeah. That mm-hmm. resulted in the loss of our homes or loss of our friends' homes or sure. we saw family members struggle or people lost their jobs. Like that's similar to Brett. That's why I got into all this kind of stuff. That's, that's why I was curious about it yeah. um, because it was like family members lost jobs. Everyone, everyone struggled for a while. Um, it it sucks and they fuck them and fuck GameStop too. But also <laughs> like, this is a way just to stick it to uh, a hedge fund. And I think yeah. there was catharsis in that, that motivated a lot of people. And this was just the right time to strike. No question. Yeah. You're, you're totally right. I also think though, that like I, it started out, Oh, we have to take advantage of the short position. Oh, look at, it's really fun seeing these hedge fund guys cry. And, and also like point C, it became really fucking funny to see like CNBC having to spend like 15 minutes talking about GameStop of all companies. <laughs> you know? Like that, 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 I, like, like you said, like mentioning GameStop is like most people haven't heard of GameStop. I think that the kind of the, the boomerish attitudes around GameStop being broadcasted became pretty addicting, I think, as this week kind of <laughs> went to a boiling point. A great example of how boomers still control everything is the fact that like <laughs> yeah. the boomers are largely like what sixty five plus sure, now, yeah. and yet and yet we still have to get like basic explainers on what the internet I is know. when it breaks through to the TV because they're like, listen, I know none of my viewers know what the internet is, and it's like, who the fuck are your viewers? <laughs> like, how's this? Also, how is this if possible you hear now? The name GameStop, and you can't work it out what that company <laughs> probably does. Like, maybe it's fucking time for you to die. <laughs> come on uh I, I it is 2021 but i still will never get tired of seeing some stuffy anchor have to be like ready user thick daddy said <laughs> that was really good. you see when it hit like 42069 there's all these screenshots going around uh, what a what a yep. it's just all all of our all social movements are going to just start with memes now i think like that's that's kind of going to be the the ground zero for everything it is a really good meme that kind of transforms into uh something greater than that yeah that is what happened here uh i think it being gamestop does make it a little bit easier to start just because like it's uh amongst the people starting it there is some familiarity there's definitely hatred like jordan said because they just always fucking rip you off uh but there's like a weird nostalgia among some groups. Oh yeah, for, dude! Like you remember, like you're. It's like one of the only places you could hang out, which is just very you sad. Hang that out, that's you could hang out there to the absolute fucking chagrin of the people that work there. The fucking contempt <laughs> that the GameSpot GameStop's clerks had for like the thirteen-year-olds that were just like you know playing the demo version of uh, Smash Melee over and over again or whatever. Just it was just so fucking pungent. Those those really were the days. But I also I also think um, because it was GameStop that led to a lot of denigration that might not have otherwise occurred if it was something else. Mm-hmm. If it started with AMC, yeah, I think you would have found you probably would have seen a lot more sympathetic mm-hmm. uh, coverage or, or reactions to it. And I ultimately the outcome would have been the same. It would have been people siding with Wall Street and hedge funds. But I think the tone would have been a lot different. You wouldn't have had these same comparisons uh, to. Uh, incels and and that right, kind of like right. reddit culture and that kind of stuff because at the end of the day people want movies to come back so they <laughs> would have sympathized with the cause yeah. and the outcome yeah. a lot more um no, but like i said no difference in, in probably probably what will be proposed legislation or regulation if mm-hmm. there is any um but yeah the the gaming people this is why gamers are oppressed and i stand by that right. gamers rise up <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But that's, they don't, it's e- it's an easy target for them to make jokes about. So that led to other yeah. condescending attitudes. Yeah, you're totally right. Like, I, I like if the, the whole like, oh, this is Trumpism, uh, absolutely would not have surfaced if this started with like AMC. 
you know, yeah. like the whole, like the whole, this is a, this is, you know, a make a MAGA like attitude would, would never have been one of the first kind of storylines people grab towards if, if we started with AMC or Nokia or any of these other companies. There, there should be some consternation over the fact that the knee jerk uh, now way to defend yourself from any sort of populism mm. is to immediately start using woke language against it. Mm. Being like, you know what? Uh, all these people are anti-Semitic. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? How did you yeah. get that? Like, it's like it, those being the immediate takes should make people super uncomfortable because they're basically weaponizing. I mean, it's what the Dems have sort of been doing for a while now, but that reaching the level where corporations and hedge fund types and business press are weaponizing woke language against any expression of, of discontent is a really bad sign for like left projects uh liberal and left projects because it just basically poisons the well for any of those conversations going forward if this is how it's used every time sure. right yeah. if it's used as a as a bludgeon whenever people get out of line and they go like actually uh because you dared to go and say a hedge fund that technically makes you a racist <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah i know i we've not come up with a really effective way to um just all come to a consensus when someone is using language like that and they're completely full of shit, even when we know they're all completely full of shit, we, we just lack the ability to do that currently. It feels. Yeah. A much longer conversation, probably for another day. Sure. So yeah. I want to be careful about how I approach it. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to like seem like I'm devaluing when there are actual concerns about like, uh, offensive rhetoric or behavior. Um, but it certainly is never, uh, uh, like you know genuine coming from a corporate uh, entity so mm. one of the one of the justifications for shutting down discord uh the wall street bets discord which was a, a means to communicate uh for all these people who were doing this was that it was uh it, there were there was hate speech in, in it and um whether you believe that or not um certainly is convenient that that's the, that that's the day they decided to enforce this policy. Mm. Um, it's very convenient in that shutting down a main communication channel also protected the <laughs> protected this hedge fund. And Reddit, I think, had restricted that server. And there were people claiming uh, harassment of the rich. Uh, not, uh, not that we take uh, Leon Cooper. I saw that on NBC. Very serious. <laughs> yeah, but like this is the kind of stuff that they're doing. Like, and this is like when when I did the military stuff, they tried to do the same thing. When I was like asking them questions about military recruiting tactics, they would they told reporters that I was harassing them. Mm. Like, I'm not harass. You can't harass the military. It is like the most. It is the most powerful <laughs> militaristic force in the world. One guy uh, in sweatpants at home is not harassing you. So yeah, you, you can't. And as a veteran, if you could, you should. <laughs> Thank you. I, I will happily steal valor and harass them. Um, <laughs> it's it's just it's just ingenuous, and they know people will fall right into the trap because people, for the most part, are empathetic. So you, sure. no one likes racism. No no good person likes racism. So they know they'll be sympathetic if you say, "Oh, they were they were saying bad words in here." You don't want that to happen. Never mind. The effect is impacting the stock price. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, I can't. I don't know what was going on in the subreddit or the 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 Discord. Who, who knows? But I think the the best example of that was like, I, I, there's some dude. I, you probably saw the clip. I, it was like NBC, CNN. I don't know, but he, uh, yeah, he floated some some version of like, you know, to me, this is about you know attacking or targeting wealthy people. Like he just thought like, oh, he's like he had absorbed enough like. Uh, internet language be like oh i can just plug in wealthy people here and it still works it's like no not, not really <laughs> that doesn't really count that doesn't that doesn't fly in the way you think it might fly that's <laughs> not like a demographic you know i'm sorry dude well it is a demographic but not the way you think it is you're just not you're not centering the lived experiences of the wealthy or people of means um and i think you, no, you we actually, probably do, we have, please we have do better, better. We have centered the the lived experiences of hedge fund people. That's why we're doing this. Why? That's why we bought outside. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. long and hard about it, and that's why we're here. I said, "What do you? What do you guys? Uh, wild speculation. See this going now. Now we're on the weekend, right? We got the pause. Yeah. Where does this go next week? It depends on like how hot it is going in next week. I, you know, like I when when they first shut it down, everyone was like calling it out like every everyone like i don't i mean 
pretty much everyone in Congress, you know, all these like kind of cultural uh, load stars were just calling out this, uh, the, the, the Robin Hood pause. I thought like, oh man, I, I, the Robin Hood guy is going to be in the fucking Mark Zuckerberg seat in Congress in a couple couple weeks, I thought. But now I, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, it's going to be a lot of like people being very concerned and uh, I, I don't know if it's going to quite get to the uh, the heat level to to cause real action. But I mean, that's just my opinion. You guys might feel differently. Uh, well, I'm not a speculator, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I think there's a lot there a lot that remains to be seen because our media works hand in hand with uh, corporations and, and Wall Street and finan- the financial class. We don't really have accurate reporting on where we currently are. Screw that. that that hedge fund came out and said, oh, we closed our position, I think on Wednesday or Thursday. And Reddit and people who have been watching this immediately objected and said that that's not true. Like, why are you just reporting this as fact? To close that position would lead to, you know, probably a lot of buybacks. So that would presumably spike the price. That's why people were expecting some price spike today. Uh, market close like about the hour before they're waiting to the last minute hoping people got cold feet and and sold that would help drive the price down mm-hmm. but if people are hoping and expecting that some buyback from this fund would lead to um a price spike they're holding the line i, I i'm curious to see what happens on, on monday when markets open again or what happens in after hours trading over the weekend but uh in the meantime i also do kind of expect people whose deposits initiated on monday tuesday wednesday but now we're just starting to hit mm. on apps like robin hood <laughs> i'm expecting them to dabble in uh doge because that seems to be like what's keeping <laughs> the busy when markets God, are closed <laughs> so i would imagine there's going to be some doge activity over the weekend they've been trying to meme that one next yeah is doge like does it is it like uh you know i remember when dogecoin first came out i read you know like a story about it in like vice you know like as you would do around that time like, is it, does it have the same, like, oh, remember Dogecoin? Like, let's, let's, we resurrected one old meme in GameStop. Let's move on to another old meme in the crypto community, which is Dogecoin. Do, do you guys know anything about, like, you know, how, how the crypto community perceives Doge? It's a joke, please, really. please don't put your money in Dogecoin. Yeah. Please don't do that. <laughs> it's an it's, absolute uh, joke. Re- it's the reason it, yeah, it's a total joke. The only reason it, like, pumped up was because there's a lot of people trying to move money around in Robinhood, yeah. and then they wouldn't let them put it where they wanted. And so uh, Doge, you can trade after hours. So when the market closes Maybe. and you just have the gambling itch, again, most of these people are gambling addicts. That's what's happening, <laughs> right? They go to Doge. But, like, if gambling in the stock market is like going to a casino, gambling in Doge is, like, uh, it's like bringing just ten thousand dollars in straight cash to uh, an unmarked location in the Everglades <laughs> to like bet on crocodile wrestling. That's like you shouldn't awesome. fucking do That's that. Awesome. Yeah. If 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 GameStop's uh, <laughs> poker inside like Doge is you're shooting craps in the alley with a couple pennies. Like it's just it's <laughs> so it's so weird. Someone has um, a gun. But it's, it's like oh shit. I don't know. If right, I because it's a, it's such a low price point. I think because now like right now it's at like four cents. That yeah. makes people, you know, feel in- interesting and, and good about buying a lot. And that volatility, you could make like marginal gains. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's a waste. I, I it's not a, it's it not a serious coin. I, mean, I am excited about the future of like just meme investments and just, especially like, like <laughs> you know, it feels, I, I don't, I mean, I've been doing a lot of writing about uh, the collectible card industry and like there's just crazy prices flying around for like Pokemon cards and like sports cards. Now it just, it just feels like people are just getting increasingly more insane with their money out of like a lack of faith, like an understandable lack of faith in the markets and just a general sense of precarity. I, I feel like uh, really we're just at the beginning of a, of a strange new world of uh, where people are putting their cash. Oh yeah. And I, I think Jordan is right about the, uh, so one of the things that's happening with is so Robinhood shut down, right? If you try to switch to another brokerage, it takes a few sure. days. If you try to transfer out of Robinhood, which a lot of people do, it takes a few days. Mm. So there's a good chance come Monday. And again, Friday was, so today's Friday. A lot of people get paid on a Friday. There's a good chance come Monday. There's a new wave of people who've been itching to buy in who now do. Mm. And like, there's a bunch of fun theories about what occur if the stock price gets high enough, like if it triggers enough other options. Right. Um, if if the level of interest is what it was Thursday morning before they shut everything down, 
like full tulip mania levels of interest, then things get very, very, very interesting on the option side because our the the market as it exists right now is a giant bubble. Basically, everyone in the system will recognize that. The fact that Tesla gained something like fucking five thousand percent this year is all you need to know about where the market is at, right? And like it's it's the entire system we've developed in this country, all the fiscal policy and monetary policy is designed around just keeping the stock market afloat, right? right? There's a reason all of those bailouts go out instantaneously and your ass has to wait months and months and months to get another $400 or another $600, right? Now we're like, oh, maybe not the 2000 we promised, maybe 1400. Yeah. The reason is because the policy is not made for you, it's made for the market. And in spite of that, it is, an incredibly delicate machine. It's a fucking F-35, right? Like <laughs> you shouldn't fly it. Uh, it only works on very limited runs. Like don't look at it too hard. And it's like, so seeing anything like all of the retail money running to a specific stock and running a few hedge funds out of business, yeah. I, I don't know what the ripple effect is to that. There are fun theories that it might like spike another liquidity crisis <laughs> like we had in 08. Right. Like, I don't know, but I do think there's a solid chance that this is, we're at like the peak of the bubble. So I do think the overall market bubble at large pops sometime soon because for all the complaint that like GameStop isn't worth this much and it's, it doesn't connect to the fundamentals, the fundamentals of the economy right now are a third of the country is out of fucking work, yeah. right? Uh, all, all of corporate real estate is fucked because there are no, there's no one going to jobs. Uh, a ton of people aren't paying rent and they have had... Uh, not had to pay rent, right? So the landlords aren't collecting on their end either. And the banks are going to start foreclosing soon, right? Like there's a ton of massive time bombs in the regular economy right now going on. And the market does not reflect that in the fucking slightest. It hit 30,000 this year, like a, a brand new number in the middle of all of this. So uh, to me, if I'm speculating, it's we're finally seeing the peak of the bubble. And I think it pops sometime, I don't know, before the end of the spring, it would be my yeah. bet. It makes you think uh, that and, fucking and, Trump lucked out, right? Like it was the perfect time for him to leave office. Yeah, like, he just like <laughs> left Biden with the bill. It's like, all right, later, see ya. <laughs> yeah. The only reason it's even stayed afloat this long and gotten this big is because the Fed has been pumping literally endless amounts of cash into the hands of billionaires and hedge funds. Uh, it has turned on the money hose. Uh, there's all these different indicators, like the M1 money supply, the amount of money out there. Whenever you see a straight vertical line on those things, something is going on. And that's where we're at. Like they are pumping out nonstop money to only major investors, essentially. The rest of us don't get access to any of this. And that is what all of the the, the last eight or nine months of market mania have been about. And so it's it's there's there's like a very deep dark irony to me that like now that there's any mania on the retail side, they're like, Whoo, I don't know about that, guys. Maybe you want to slow down. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I see it's this peak of the bubble. So we'll we'll see. But I think this I think this whole bad boy pops in the next two to four months. It just see I I mean I the whole like obviously the economy's always been pretty the stock market's always been pretty elusive. Uh there is something about the last year, um amidst all of these layoffs of all these unpaid rent, you know, just the fucking complete chaos of this pandemic that uh and seeing the stock market continue to top out these super high numbers, I I wonder if that has had any sort of uh, effect on the mindset of the average American of just how disconnected Wall Street is from the actual state of the world, and if that maybe bled over, ble- ble- maybe if that even bled over into the the whole GameSpot thing. I I, I wonder if uh, I, I wonder if this has been instructive at all this past year um, as far as how disconnected like the concept of money is in this country. I think that's also probably why people were so passionate about this because everyone's increasingly atomized. There's this disillusionment with the system. People have no trust in institutions, even with Biden winning, which is a relief for, for many people still had a bittersweet aftertaste. Like they don't trust the guy. They don't actually trust that he has their best interests at heart. He's just a, well, he's a wall street backed candidate. And he's got a, a treasury secretary who just conveniently was paid $800,000 for a speech to one of the major players in this whole battle. Mm-hmm. So I think that – not that that was like with the catalyst for people's uh, discontent, but it's a it's a factor and people can see it. So this is a long-standing problem that has just been growing and growing. And 
people are frustrated. People don't feel like the government actually cares about their suffering, especially in this pandemic. There's tepid response and slow rollout. And then immediately after Democrats won the Georgia special elections, it was kind of a bait and switch. It's like, oh, actually, these checks are going to be for the remainder. Like, you already got 600. That's that's a huge difference to a lot of people who are counting on $2,000. Half of the country can't afford a $500 emergency. And now you're just going to say, oh, you already got 600 from another guy. Like, it's just, it's, 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 it's like cagey lawyer speak at a time when people just want help and honesty. So I think this was a, a symptom of a ever looming problem that it, it eventually is going to lead to some sort of probably mass uprising or backlash. I'm not sure what form or shape that would take. Maybe it is more things like this, and maybe it's something like Occupy or or more mass mobilizations in the streets, but people are, are frustrated and this type of tepid, quote, targeted response from uh, the Biden administration isn't going to assuage any of that yeah. that that discontent. Definitely agree with that. People are angry and they're getting very little in a moment of, uh, it's, just, it's just been a shit fucking year across the board and basically every possible avenue. The government ha- has basically abandoned us. If you're a regular person, you've got nothing from them. Mm-hmm. So like I absolutely get the frustration and I I, I think there's a tendency because like everybody loves to do the doom scrolling black pill thing and like the tendency to say like none of this matters. It all just continues on. And it's like that is actually not how these things work. It doesn't just continue on. People do remember. Okay. They're kind of demonstrating it repeatedly that they remember. They remember what happened in 08 because uh, a bunch of them are saying that. They're going like, I don't know anything about stock markets, but chance to spin in a hedge fund. You can take my money. Yeah. I don't care what happens to this, like anything. <laughs> it's like people remember, they, they absolutely are paying attention. They know it's some level of what's going on. And they know more than anything when they're getting screwed and abandoned. Yeah. Like that, everybody yeah. knows. I think you're going to keep seeing these weird outcroppings of that anger and frustration. And like, yeah, this is a really bizarre form for it to take. But hey, it's a bizarre fucking country and system right now. Like, I, you know, <laughs> it's going to take weird avenues. That's how it's going to go. You're right that it's a bizarre form for it to take, but doesn't it also kind of make sense? Like, you know, like a bunch of like, there is something kind of unifying about games, game fucking stop in a way that like uh, some <laughs> other ambiguous, like some, let's say like, I don't know, let's say some pharmaceutical company was on the, like on the spritz and was getting shorted like you know it just it, it makes sense that something like GameStop which a lot of young people particularly millennials have interacted with it would be a nexus point it also just like across the board you know and you look at like AMC or Nokia or GameStop like I I uh there was moments during this past week it's like this is like uh this is like this inflection point for uh just millennials realizing they're getting kind of old that like all these companies they grew up with are now dying, and and I think we're we're more aware of that than now. I don't know. And to me, to me, it makes sense that it was something like GameStop that would kick this off. The idea that you would manipulate the stock price and just look at it like a video game where the numbers are bullshit. Right. Uh, that that feels That's really gamer. All of this feels incredibly cyberpunk, and <laughs> in a way that like fuck you, actual cyberpunk. This is way cooler. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I still I'm waiting for like the official. I, I want I, I I need to see like the I want to see the official like statement from either AMC or GameStop just coming up being like so I say we love our shareholders or something like that. Like, I, I want to I want to see like some I want to see them egging it on a little bit, which I don't. Maybe that's illegal. I don't know, but um, I I think that would be kind of fun. <laughs> yes, yeah. Any any open market manipulation, the SEC will. Yeah, crush. you're probably right. I think GameStop has played this well by just being like, we're gonna shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Because the hand of God just just fucking came down and lifted us up, and we are in no position to complain <laughs> or like do anything to distract. Yeah, like sure. we'll just we'll just be real quiet and see what yeah, occurs. We're just gonna sit here selling used copies of Sonic 06 like we've always been. Man, it's, it's <laughs> not, not saying much. Uh. The dream is alive. All right. Well, yeah. So I'm excited to see what happens next week. Um, I I think. Uh, the easy prediction here is genuinely no one has any fucking idea. Um, the, the 2021 has proved out that already. The, no one has any idea what's going to happen next. So let's just enjoy the ride at this point. Um, but thanks for being on, guys. This has been Brett Rinlillis Board on Dumb and Awful. We had Luke at Luke underscore Winky and Jordan uh, at Jordan Yule. 
UHL. Thanks for being on, guys. Appreciate it. No problem. Yeah. Uh, in the show notes, we'll have links to some of Luke's writings, to the last episode he was on with us that was just about some of his writing, and links to Jordan's podcast and TYT show as well. So you should check those out. Also check out bonus episodes of Dumb and Awful. Uh, and if you sign up on Patreon, patreon.com backslash dumb, A-N-D, awful, uh, you can get the whole back catalog. And not only does the Patreon go to supporting the show, it also is how we pay our guests. So if that's a sort of project you'd like to support, you should check it out. And lastly, if you want to support us some other way, uh, always throw up a review on iTunes, five stars with just whatever you want to put in the text box. Actually, from last time Jordan was on, we talked about jopping. And so there's a whole stretch in there of the reviews where it's all just <laughs> incoherent um, stuff about jopping. But, you know, follow that lead. Make it incoherent and entertaining. Uh, we appreciate it. But either way, see you on the next one. Thanks, y'all. Peace.